What's up? Not much. What's up with you? You know, I'm out here. I'm tired, but I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Bless up. Bless up. Ma- major key. Another one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unpacking. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lauren. And today, we are tired. (laughs) I mean... Delirious, if you couldn't tell. In in short. What are we talking about today? So, today we're talking about social media. Interesting. Interesting. Is it, though? I have such a love-hate relationship. Me, too. Me too. You want to get into that first? Do you want me to get into it first? You know what? Let's hear from you. Okay, let's just dive right into it because obviously when we have a conversation about social media, the whole OG concept that we had thrown out was how we are addicted to it, but right. also not. So right. kind of explain your relationship to social media and where you link and where you don't link. My relationship to social media is very interesting and complicated. I used to be, like, on my phone, like, 24-7. If I wasn't on Facebook, I was on Instagram, constantly scrolling, wasting, like, hours and hours away scrolling. And it wasn't until I started um, making decisions to create serious lifestyle change that I started examining my relationship with social media. Um, I couldn't pinpoint an exact year, but maybe sometime in college, I decided to do a 21 day or like, no girl, it's not 21 days, it's two weeks. That's 14 days. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Uh Oh my God. (laughs) Two brain cells at its finest. Okay. They are not working hard. They are slacking off on the job. They need to be oh fired. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, it was like a 14-day challenge of no social media at all. You can read your emails once a day kind of thing. And it honestly changed my life. And I wish that I would have kept it up once I had that momentum going. But I didn't. And now I kind of have a more a little more mindful approach, I would say. I definitely think I, I could improve on how I scroll. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm i past the point with social media where I'm looking at it like, you know, oh, this is somebody's highlight reel. Like, why isn't my life this good anymore? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. That was what my follow-up question was going to be, yeah. was if your relationship ever got to a point where it was like, you see all this content and it's very much like a comparison type yeah, thing. Yeah, I kind of you know. stopped doing that after after a couple of years of like looking at how everybody else uses Instagram and then realizing like, oh, this is the same way that I use Instagram. I only post a picture when like something is really cool or I have a really nice photo or something you know I don't I don't have really nice photos every day I'm not out here you know with all the free time being able to take all these beautiful photos and make all this like lovely mm-hmm. content like that's just not 
how my life looks like right now. And mm-hmm. if that changes later in life, like cool beans, but it's definitely something I use to share moments. And that's what they are. They're moments. They're not indicative of what my everyday life looks like whatsoever. Right. I think that's a really great distinction to bring up. Um, because for me, my relationship was since I started getting into it when I was like really young, which now mm-hmm. with the younger generations, it's normal because they grew up with it. But I mean, we grew up without right. it and were introduced to it. And so I feel like in the beginning, it was more just like, this is fun. And it was really and truly a way to connect to people. I had moved a lot. I went to a lot of different schools mm-hmm. and the technology and having social media kept me connected to the people that I had met along all the different stops. And Mm -hmm. so there was that function to it that I enjoyed. Um, And then also there was the other side of it where as someone who has always had a love for video and storytelling and expressing oneself, like I thought it was really cool that people would be able to do that and post it and be able to share it as well. So I always liked that component. Once, once I went into college, I started really thinking hard about social media as a branding tool. And I think that's where I get the anxiety from because okay. it's like there's this opportunity to use these things for career and for extending myself not only as a person but also as a journalist, as a storyteller, like all the different right. sides of me. And when you look at the branding side of things, there's – it's pretty formulaic and there's pretty much a way to do things if you are wanting a very specific kind of social media success. However, which usually is defined by a lot of likes, a lot of comments, a lot of interactivity. Followers. um, Followers, right. Like all that kind of stuff. And that's one thing that I never, it's like I want to share and I want to share with as many people as possible because why not? Mm -hmm. But I never could get to the, I could never reach the point of, like you said, putting in that effort of that everyday snap the photos. No way. Make it look nice. Like, it's a job. This is why people are hired to be social media managers and strategic planners because it really is a whole thing if you're trying to do it seriously. Mm -hmm. And for the people that are the one-man band posting all this content constantly, um, I mean, props to you because even if you're using like a publishing software or something that will auto-publish for you, you still got to sit there and come up with these cap. I mean, there's so much pressure on the caption Ugh, game and yeah. which filter. Does your whole Insta feed look like the same aesthetic? Are the tweets funny? Like there's just all these things that come wrapped up in the whole brand thing that is super anxiety inducing. And that is why I've never tried too hard to even like tap into that because I'm just like, that is... A losing game if I have a team in the future fantastic take care right. of it but as far as m- me myself and I all I've known how to do is post genuine stuff that is just what I'm feeling I've been doing it since I was 12 can that so, be a brand I think so. okay so I think so okay cool me too the problem with it is that it's not super consistent mm-hmm that's all. So in a world you. where you need to be, like, consistent with the content, mm-hmm. I think that, that that's the only, like, sticking point. Right. But I do think it's very much – I mean, I feel like it's my brand. I feel like I've – Me too. Yeah. 
I'd be looking out here like whack sometimes and I don't care. I'm like, right. let me just, let me share this because this, this is what's happening right now, whatever. That, there's that side of it as far as branding versus like just using it as creative expression. I lean more towards the creative expression side. I'm dabbling in the branding side. Um, and I'm trying to find a way to reconcile between both. As far as being addicted to it, I also took a break. Tell us about it. I was actually just going to ask you about it. Never in my life had I ever felt the need or the, the want or desire to take a break from social media mm-hmm. up until post-grad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just out here. When was it? October? November. November. Yeah. I'd say. And honestly, it was like, how honest am I going to be about this? I hope very. Okay. This is vulnerable, guys. So basically, I felt like because I connect with people through social, and it's it's very much a thing that I will use, mm-hmm. like sometimes almost, and it's kind of bad, like it'll replace conversation. It'll replace Hmm. actually reaching out to someone because I could just look at the gram or like check their story and see oh this is what their day was like cool Mm -hmm. and you still feel connected but you know it's kind of not the same and so basically there were a couple of people that I felt like I wasn't really super connected to that I wanted to be more connected to in a in a beyond surface level way and I just found myself constantly like how you know just checking Mm -hmm. like have they posted something? Right, Have right. they seen what I've posted? Like, are they also engaging in my content? Like, everything through this third-party p- platform. Mm-hmm. And it was nauseating. Like, I had never checked my phone so much and checked – because I constantly post on my stories. Right. And I like to look to see, you know, who saw what. Like, I am interested in that because – we already know that if I talk to that person, I'll definitely bring up what I did in that story and be like, yeah, so you already know. So, like, I don't even have to go through this. But, yeah, just obsessing over who's seen it, who hasn't. And, again, this was, like, for very specific people that I wanted them to see what was going on. And what ended up happening was I got really mad because <laughs> one of my biggest pet peeves is when people, because I'm so open and everything is open as far as social media, consume me. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and even LinkedIn. Some people have used LinkedIn to, like, check in. I'm dead. But don't reach out for real. Mm-hmm. And that just kept happening to me, and I was just very aggravated because in my mind, I'm like, you can't – if I know you, you cannot pick and choose how you're going to to consume – first of all, consuming, it sounds so weird, but just – Feel like you're part of my life, but not actually be part of my life, I guess is the point. Right, right. I totally feel your pain because being ignored, you know, if you're trying to reach out and make, like, genuine connections with people, it's really hurtful when somebody would rather be on another platform, like, engaging with your online presence rather than like, making an actual effort to get to know the real you. And then the other side of me is, like, why is it that just because we have the phone or the internet or social media plus, you know, text, call, etc., always available to us, like, why shouldn't we get to choose, like, when we're accessible and when we're not accessible? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I totally understand the side of, you know, it being, like, really hurtful, like, well 
just answer my call instead of watching my story. I'd definitely rather pick the former rather than Mm -hmm. the latter. But then another part of me is like really enjoys being able to pick when I'm accessible and when I'm not accessible. Because just because I'm connected all the time doesn't mean I want to be like available all the time. And that Mm -hmm. for me can be really empowering when it's in the right circumstances. I don't know. It's a very finicky thing for me. It's a, like it's a, a it's a really thin line. If I, t- if I watched all your stuff, whatever, and you were completely comfortable with that being the extent of our relationship. And then I shot you a text saying, Hey, would love to plan like a, a catch up phone call with you. Mm-hmm. Like, let me know. And you just ignored that altogether and then continued posting. That kind of sucks. It's rude. Right. It's, it's, it's not even that it sucks. It's rude. I'm like, that, it's, ugh, it's infuriating to me. Because there's no excuse. What are you going to say? I didn't have my phone. It was dead. I fell off a cliff. Like, clearly not. Because you're on Instagram posting your damn food. <laughs> or your flickering candle in the darkness. I mean, let me know. My lunch. <laughs> <laughs> These are all things, by the way, that I have done before. Me too. <laughs> like, I've posted all this stuff. Like, so... The shots are being fired at literally no one, but it's just the premise of like being shady, being <laughs> and shady, using social media. and using at and using social media as a driving force to like put a wall further in between people that you say you want to have a relationship with. I think you know if you say it's- that you want to have a relationship with somebody, then like that takes actual like emotional work liking my photos on instagram like yeah it's gonna give me like a little hit of dopamine when you Mm -hmm. when i see that you like my photo but that is never going to be a substitute for actually engaging in the real world and doing the real work i don't know i think it can be very like isolating this social media stuff i can't help but feel that by broadcasting our stories i mean is equivalent to me if you're if we're talking about Twitter and Facebook and etc some meaningful conversations happen over the interwebs yes but most of the time we are screaming out into the void waiting for people to engage with us and unless you have a very like dedicated following We don't get a lot of, like, engagement back, and I feel like it creates this sensation of, like, further dissociating from, you know, being more involved and getting more involved in personal friendships and relationships to where it can kind of be, like, a little crippling, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just, and I see this in the generation below us that, like, like, it creates this space between or distance between who we're trying to become and who we want people to see us as Mm -hmm. so instead of putting in the work to further reach for who we want to become and continue to evolve we kind of use social media as a way to get there without doing the work like if I want to be If I want to be a traveler, I want to be, you know, an artist or something like that. And instead of doing the work, I can just post a picture of me doing the work. And then everybody 
has to associate that with my actual identity and my act and their actual image of us in their heads and don't even get me started about the concept that like who you are and how you are perceived is like 99% different in the heads of every single person that knows you that's just very meta and I don't even want to get into that just thought I would mention it right quick because I was thinking about it this morning Oh, such casual thoughts in the morning. Okay. Just morning commute. Uh, I think the first thing that kind of just jumped out to me is how the the behavior on social media does in a way dictate behavior in you know outside mm-hmm. the social space. So 100% true. And especially, I mean, I I won't even sit here and not mention that there have definitely been times where I've used social media to like deal with or handle a, a situation outside of social media like mm-hmm. this is let's say there's an issue that's happening in my all of its real life but whatever we'll, we'll call it real life and mm-hmm. the way that I tackle that issue is through social media it's super petty like the level of petty has gone unparalleled to another level with social media myself included and that's one mm-hmm. thing that I have really been trying when you talk about the behavior and all of that to really just take a seat on because it's so pointless. It's literally like, you know, there's that phrase of playing games and you don't want to play games and like, why right. would you want to do that with your friends or the people that you, if you're dating or whatever? Just be real, baby. And so it's like I took that and was like, no, no more games, whatever. But then I go on social and it's all the games. It's all the things. Games, I'm like, games, games. And you know what's the worst is I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I, my, the people that are closest to me know that I mean, it's just, it's, this is ridiculous. It's really manipulative, but like people, and it's not just me, people understand how to use their platforms mm-hmm. to elicit very specific reactions from groups of people, from all of their followers or like one or two people to mm-hmm. one person, like just hitting it right where it needs to. The fact that that can be done, which, I mean, we see it play out with bullying in, in that extreme of, like, a very negative, you know, mm-hmm. thing to maybe even something positive where we're, like, uplifting somebody or uplifting a group of people and, like, putting them on a platform that's positive and shedding a light. Um, but just the fact that you can control that is pretty, like, intense. And so that's one thing that when you brought up behavior that I thought of. I think that was another reason why I took my break because I felt like mm-hmm. for the longest time I would just post things to post things because it's my platform and it's my expression of myself. And all of a sudden there were moments where I felt like I was posting things because I was trying to elicit a reaction from literally two to three people. I'm like, if I want a reaction from them, I can just text them. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to shape my entire social media freaking campaign around <laughs> two to three people? <laughs> like, Right. That's ridiculous. It's really tough to navigate, and I think because it really, this is something that was introduced to us, like, later on in our teen years. Like, this is not something that we've had to learn to navigate since birth, whereas I think, like, the generation after us is fortunate enough to, like, their parents already know or have an idea of how they want to teach them to use social media and technology, etc., but our parents didn't really, like, know how to teach us to navigate this kind of stuff. And we had to figure it, we have to figure it out all on our own, really, as mm-hmm. adults. I'm just waiting to see 
if one day, like, I will no longer find any satisfaction in posting my stories, and if I will replace that with something else, or if I'll just, like, move on, I don't really know, but all I know is that I have never felt so, like, clear-minded, light, as compared to when I was off social media for two whole weeks. The way that I used my brain changed. The way that I slept changed. The way that I used my time and managed my time changed. Like, I felt like a different person. So, There's this thing where you're like, there's no way that I can exist without this stuff. Like, you come up with a million excuses. You're like, it's how I know what's going on with my family. It's how I know... Right. You know, it's how I use it for work. Like, I mean, it's just all these different things. How I get my news. How I stay in the know. Like... And it's like... Really... Go ahead. Yeah. No, you really... I mean, I felt like when I was off of it, it it was just fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like... And the other thing that I realized is... Which I think, you know, I know this. Mm -hmm. But it's just... It's always a good reminder. Because we got to keep it humble. Mm -hmm. The world moves on without you. Right. Whether you're on the gram or not, whether you're posting content or not. And I think that as a as a person who's in media, I get really wrapped up in like, oh my God, like the content, the content, like there just always needs to be content. And like, no. No, you're a whole person. You're a whole person that can have a fulfilling and beautiful existence. Mm-hmm. without any of this extra stuff 100%. I think a lot of us, you know, especially coming from my own personal experience is I want to know what everybody's up to. But then I have these moments of like everybody's doing all this stuff and I'm sitting here at home watching Grace and Frankie and not doing anything and putting unnecessary pressures on myself yeah. and feeling as if the life I'm living is somehow incomplete. Not because I want to be doing what everybody on my timeline is doing, but because I've forgotten that I'm having a full and complete existence outside mm-hmm. of this online world. I'm curious to see. Because hmm? some of these social platforms, because of the growing conversation on how problematic they can be, and especially with children and teens that are using it and just like Mm. the growing attachment to the platforms Mm -hmm. um they added these features that show you your activity how often you use it how many minutes you've been using it so i've got my activity part pulled up on instagram and i'm curious i think we should compare oh let's let's um Ooh. yeah okay what's your daily average i asked you first God damn. 31 minutes. Oh, I'm more. I'm 50. Damn. Final thoughts on social media. And My final thoughts are just be more mindful about how you use your screens and how much of your life you're giving to them. No judgments about... I didn't land finally on whether or not I think social media is bad or good or both. I think it's a force right now that we have to learn how to manage individually as people and really make a decision of how, of what role and relationship we want to have with social media, screens in general, in our lives, with our phones, 
our tablets, our computers. And, you know, like I said, I, I use my phone four hours on average a day. Maybe try a week where I try to get to an hour or less and see how my life changes. Mm-hmm. And different ways I can invest my time. Maybe investing in people or even my work, I should say. Mm. Rather than plugging in and see how that changes. I'm I'm interested in, in giving myself a challenge at the end of this episode. Rather than landing on like a, a mindset that I have at the end of our episodes. Because that's usually where I land. Where I'm like, this is how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. But for this, I haven't landed anywhere yet. I'll let you know, I okay. guess. What about you? Well, I, I do have one last question. Would you say... In a yes, just yes and no. Oh, God. I already are don't want to Are you addicted to social media? Yes. At this point, I just want to use the platforms responsibly. Like, all I care about is no matter what it is, that it's doing good by other people mm-hmm. and especially myself. And that's just kind of like my bottom line as far as social media is concerned. The moment that it starts getting twisted and crooked and petty and this and that is when I need to force myself to log off. I have a question. Just yes or no. Are you addicted to social media? Addicted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that about does it for our episode on social media and whether or not we are addicted. We hope that our conversation inspires you to start thinking about your own usage in relationship to social media platforms and what that looks like in your life. If you feel inspired by Sarah's challenge, go for it. We we out here supporting you through the interweb. Woo-hoo. Do it. You can do it. As always, thanks for listening and be sure to tune back in next time. See ya. Sound effect.